Welcome to the Prefect Report Podcast, Episode 4. Just like the video episodes, this is not an official communication channel of Ridley College, just to be clear. Uh, But we're still doing this show, Ben. We haven't been shut down yet. Um, It's been a pretty quiet week at the Prefect Report, but I think there is something that people are expecting us to address uh, pertaining to our most recent video episode. So, Ben, I think you had something to say about that. Yeah, so obviously there was a, a pretty controversial moment in our episode, that being the Bart Scala segment, <laughs> whereby we only address his opinion. So, uh, if anyone else wants to come on the show to do their own dating profile, <laughs> they're welcome to come on. Yeah, but seriously, uh, we, I think, exercised some poor judgment in the content that was included in our last episode. So we wanted to extend an apology to everyone at Ridley right now. Uh, as I said in the forum that was hosted by Mr. Kate on Wednesday night about the whole Hong Kong-China debate, uh, one of the things that we try to do at the Prefect Report is give students a platform to express their ideas and their opinions. Um, And that was the intent behind the segment that featured Raylon. We intended to have students from both sides of the debate represented in that segment, but uh, because we kind of threw it together at the last minute, that didn't end up happening. Uh, So we understand how it looked like a prefect-sanctioned attack on a particular country. And in reality, what we wanted to do was promote discussion about a topic that has become of interest to all Ridleyans. And we certainly weren't expecting everyone to support what was said. Uh, But we do expect you to support the ability to have open discussions about uh, topics of personal importance and global importance. I think that's what we stand for as a school. And I think that's why it's really great that Mr. Kidd hosted that forum on Wednesday night for people to uh, voice their opinions in a respectful manner. Uh, the way that we tried to present that uh, feature on the show was uh, admittedly a bit insensitive. We tried to make it entertaining, and that probably wasn't the best choice given how culturally significant this issue is to a lot of our students. So uh, we're sorry to anyone who took offense to our last episode. Uh, I think we definitely crossed the line in the way that those views were presented, so we're glad that people called us out on it, and that's definitely something we're going to uh, keep in mind going forward. Ben, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, uh, I echo those same comments, and just uh, just as we said in the lead-off, this is not a Ridley-sanctioned event, so what we say here on the show is, is not to be taken seriously, because, quite frankly, <laughs> we are just two people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, maybe it was a lack in ju- judgment, but uh, yeah, our, our opinions expressed on the show and the opinions of others expressed on the show do not reflect uh, that of Ridley College. Yeah, these are, I would like to reemphasize, our opinions only. They do not represent the views of Ridley College or Mr. Kidd or Mr. Postma or Mr. Hutton or any other member of the Ridley College community about, other than ourselves. What about Nicholas Ridley, Bishop? <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think his stance on? <laughs> yeah, I'm All sure that was, a, that was a hot topic back in, uh, back in his era. 
Um, all right, we're going to get back to what we're good at. I think the whole political commentary thing is something where uh, we're going to try to keep to a minimum going forward with the show. So, uh, like I said, we're going to get back to our wheelhouse with some sports commentary this episode. I'm not sure how many people uh, want to hear that, but uh, I think it's worth doing this week because there was such a great prep basketball game last week. And we only had a few minutes to talk about it in the post-game show, but we took a deeper dive on it uh, in this episode of the podcast with Tommy Johnson. That's coming up. We also have Mark Merzon on the podcast to talk about uh, some advice about life at Ridley and life in general. Uh, so, uh, truth be told, we had to edit that segment quite heavily, so what you're going to hear is a pretty condensed version of Mark Merzon's views, but... I think we've created enough controversy this week, Ben. We'll try to keep things a little cleaner uh, with the podcast. Joining us now on the podcast is a very special guest, the newest friend of the show, Mark Merzon. How's it going, Mark? Uh, it's going very well. Thank you for the amazing introduction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, Mark, uh, I wanted you to come on the show today because... You're a senior with a lot of Ridley experience, so I think you can impart some valuable wisdom on some of the younger students who are still trying to find their way at Ridley. Uh, so we're going to call this segment the Mark Merzon Guide to Success at Ridley and in Life. Uh, so we've got a bunch of topics for you to talk about, and I think we'll start with test taking. Are there any strategies you could um, let us know about on that front? Alright, well, uh, test taking, uh, there's not really too much to say about that. Yeah, I mean, with tests, there's, uh, there's obviously the option to study for the test, but um, usually that doesn't go too well because, you know, if you're trying to take the test and if you study all night before, which obviously that is the only way to go, you can't, can't start studying ahead because that's ahead of time. That is completely pointless. Start studying on the night before, that means the next morning you're going to be tired. You know when you shouldn't write a test when you're tired? Because you know what I'm talking about, Jared? Yeah, when you're, you when you're tired, your 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 creativity is not intellectual flowing. condition. Yes, exactly. Your your mind has to be fresh, have to be creative, have to be uh, ready to go. Yeah, plus you don't forget anything by the morning, anyways. Missed the greatest point. Uh, last reserve on the test is uh, you know, if you're just uh, about to write a test, it's really not going so well. You have your uh, last resource, which is to contract an illness immediately, as fast as possible. Uh, you could possibly go to the health center or. Best case scenario, just email Miss Hutton. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really sick and just drive home. <laughs> yeah, Make sure nobody sees you. Your immune system uh, tends to get pretty weak when you have tests oh. coming up. Yeah. Uh, that's a difficult um, I... phenomenon to explain. Uh, last but not least, <clears throat> something that uh, we're all going through as grade 12s, something that's at the top of all of our minds, university applications. It can be stressful, but how do you cope with that, Mark? Well, to be completely honest, um, I stretch the due dates. That's what I do. I love to stretch the rules, stretch you the due dates. You thrive in those tight yes. deadline situations. Yes, I know I, you well yes enough, that, yeah. that is exactly where I thrive. You know what I mean? If you, give me the, if you tell me, you know, I have to apply between this point and the other point, I will apply the freaking minute before the due date ends. That is just how it is. That's when I feel like I'm the most productive. That's when I'm yeah. the most motivated because I'm motivated by fear. Yes. Fear, my friends, is the greatest motivator in the world. 
Okay. I have not submitted my applications, as a matter of fact, <laughs> because I have until January. Um, I mean, I probably shouldn't submit them in January because then I'm going to have to uh, submit a lot more. I'm going to be in a time crunch. You know what? That's just the way I thrive. Um, as far as it goes, apply, apply to a distant amount of colleges. I mean, if you apply just to the three that you're offered to apply to for the $150, um, depending on a lot of programs, they won't, um, they won't even, give, they won't even let, tell you if um, you've made it into the program until the very end of the school year, which is obviously not good because if you only apply to three and you get denied, yeah. then you're kind of stuck and you're one of those PG losers. <laughs> uh, just kidding, just kidding. PGs are not losers. <laughs> well, Mark, it sounds like uh, there are a lot of issues at Ridley. Maybe those prefects should get around to... Uh... You know fixing what? them. You know what? The, there actually aren't that many issues. It's just people love to complain. People love to complain about something. Yeah. Now, there are a lot <laughs> of things and institutions at Ridley that take a lot more flack than they deserve. But hey, it makes for good content for the podcast. So we're happy to let you air your grievances Yeah, uh, on this show. For sure. <laughs> Mark, thanks for coming in today. Uh, Not sure if we'll be allowed to bring you back, but even if he can't come back, we'd encourage all of you to keep listening. So Friday night was our second big spirit night of the year, uh, and I'll go ahead and say it. I think that was the best Ridley sports game I have ever been to, and I think it probably produced the moment that will end up being uh, the Ridley sports highlight of the, of the year with the uh, three-pointer that sent the game to overtime. Fortunately, the Tigers ended up losing in double overtime, so uh, we didn't want to interview them after the game because we figured that was a pretty gut-wrenching loss. But Tommy Johnson has been kind enough to join us now uh, at 9.13 p.m. on a Monday night after a one-and-a-half-hour prefect meeting on the podcast. Thanks for agreeing to do this, Tommy. Anytime. All right, so um, I already said that was my favorite Ridley sports game uh, that I've watched where does that rank among the best uh, basketball games you've been a part of? Um, best basketball games I've been a part of? It's not number one, but it's uh, up there. It was an intense game. Um, started off shaky. The outcome of the game was not really clear at all for the whole entire game, but it was an intense game. Uh, even in the huddles, it was, it was intense. So it was, it was a good game. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil any of the positivity around the night because it was, I think, a great night for all in attendance. But I do want to be a fair analyst, too. So, um, you know, give Southwest Academy credit for knocking down big shots when they needed to. But would it be fair to say you guys let them take a few too many open three-pointers? Yeah, that was definitely something uh, we talked about, uh, especially going into overtime. Um, number five on their team, uh, Kobe Elvis. They're they're knocking to the, down uh, big time shots, and uh, it was it was bad on us for allowing that many shots. But I guess for the next game, that's on our scouting report. Okay, um, I'm a bit biased on this one because I like Alex Root so much as a person. Uh, so one of my favorite parts was when Alex Root, after sitting out a lot of the end of the fourth quarter and the first overtime session, came out in double overtime. I think he dropped seven points for you guys. Almost led you guys to a victory. Uh, what did that say about him, that he was able to come out, come back off the bench and have that kind of impact? I mean, personally, I'm a big fan of Alex Root. 
Uh, especially from last year, he was uh, on the sideline a lot, and he's uh, stepped up big time this year, especially with uh, guards uh, Cameron Bed and Marcus Upshaw gone. But he's uh, stepped up uh, big time for the team this year, and that showed in the game. Um, as usual, there were some electrifying moments, uh, courtesy of Malcolm Bailey uh, with his aerial capabilities. Can you uh, put that into perspective uh, as a basketball player, just how high the degree of difficulty is on some of the things he attempts on the basketball court, the putback slams, one-handed over defenders, like just how crazy is that? I mean... Malcolm, I don't think I've ever played with anybody who jumps as high as Malcolm. <laughs> and on top of that, he's about 6'9". So he's a one-of-a-kind player. I mean, it's really hard to do the type of stuff that he does. And like I said, he literally jumps out of the gym. So it's, it's entertaining to watch him play. So, Tommy, I, I've had enough of this conversation about other people on the team. I want to hear <laughs> about you. Um, what are your aspirations uh, for basketball going forward, maybe beyond Ridley? Well, uh, obviously, as many basketball players, our aspiration is to play Division One basketball in America. Um, that's uh, one of my goals that I've been working towards, especially this summer. I trained a lot to have a role on this team to put me one step further to playing uh, basketball in America. But uh, playing post-secondary basketball is one of my dreams. So real question, will you commit on the Prefect Report? <laughs> I will. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Back to the game for a second. Um, we've all talked about the shot. I think that's what we should just call it. The shot. And not many people had a better view of that shot than you did. What do you remember about that play? Uh, I remember Southwest, I'm pretty sure they missed the free throw in the dying seconds of regulation. And uh, I saw Anthony grab the rebound. And... Uh, he was being chased by a lot of players on the Southwest team, and I was beside him for support, but I guess he didn't need it. Took a few dribbles past half court, and I saw the shot go up, and I just looked at it and went in. My first reaction was to run over to him and tell him he was the man. Yeah, I saw you calling for the ball there. Yeah. Um, guess it's a good thing he didn't pass that one up. Uh, but I think the moment that's being overshadowed here is um, just before that shot, you guys had a possession where you absolutely needed points. Uh, there were three seconds on the shot clock, and you inbound it to Kennan, and he has the presence of mind to not shoot right away, but drive towards the basket and puts up this almost circus shot layup that somehow goes in um, to basically keep you guys alive. Do you have any idea how he got that shot to fall? Uh, Kennan, actually, that's, that's regular stuff he does in practice. Kennan's a, <laughs> he's a really crafty player, so... Uh, him pulling that off was no surprise to me. Uh, okay, last question, Tommy, unless Ben or Jordan have anything else to add. Um, I think everyone, after watching Friday night's game, is excited to track where this team goes the rest of the season. So uh, where do you think you can go? What do you think this team can accomplish if it plays to its full potential? I think this team, fully healthy, playing to our best potential. We are a serious contender for the OSBA championships. Uh, last year, we were one shot off, and uh, this year, uh, I think the team is it, almost as deep, if not even deeper than the team last year. Uh, we have new guys like uh, Kenan, Peter, we got Alex Root stepping up. I think we have a very deep team, and I think we are fully capable of winning the OSBA championships this year. And you have Dowdu. And you have <laughs> Dowdu. We got, also, we got um, most of our core players returning from last year uh, as leaders, Malcolm, Jaden, Noah, Anthony. So uh, 
You should be scary this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, personally, I was hoping on Friday night for about three more overtime sessions, but I guess double OT is not bad. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Tommy, and good luck with the rest of the basketball season. Thank you. Before we go, I think all the prefects want to once again thank everyone who came out to support the Ridley Tigers on Friday night. Uh, we hope you'll keep coming to Spirit Nights throughout the year. Uh, the Prefect Report will certainly keep coming. We'll keep doing those post-game shows, and we hope that you will keep watching them. Until next week, so long from the Prefect Report.